0: On others, such as Henry Kissinger, whose friendship I continue to enjoy, as well as numerous other historical sources that I deemed reliable or objective. Where appropriate, I've noted those sources, but I've tried to avoid weighing this story down with ponderous footnotes and strings of exotic sounding Chinese names and places. This is the story of an ordinary man on an extraordinary journey during a pivotal period in world history. What may be most surprising to many readers is how much China and the Chinese people, geopolitics notwithstanding, have in common with the rest of the world. Ji Chaoju, Beijing, 2008 Introduction the Foolish Old Man Who Removed the Mountain One of my favorite anecdotes about the two decades I spent working alongside China's premier Zhou Enlai comes from the first formal words he exchanged with Henry Kissinger in 1971 at a top-secret meeting in Beijing after more than two decades of war and threats of war it was the first time that a senior representative of each of these great nations had sat at the same table the moment could be considered the birth of modern relations between my native land china and the land where i spent much of my childhood america the stakes couldn't have been higher it was my duty to interpret both for the premier and for dr kissinger who had been smuggled into the country on a delicate mission to negotiate the first ever visit to the people's republic by an american president richard nixon although the premier understood english quite well he rarely spoke it preferring to take advantage of the interpretation pauses to compose his thoughts Kissinger, looking a bit tense and anxious, shuffled his papers and, peering through his glasses, began to read from prepared remarks that he would later admit were slightly pedantic. At one point he read, Many visitors have come to this beautiful and to us mysterious land. The premier raised his hand. Startled, Kissinger stopped in mid-sentence his aides shifted in their seats and exchanged glances smiling slightly the premier said when you have become familiar with china it will not be as mysterious as before kissinger permitted himself a fleeting abashed grin of relief set aside his sheaf of papers and they began to get to know each other as two men seeking common ground for their respective nations The Western world has certainly warmed to China in the 36 years since those first meetings, but there remains a great deal of befuddlement in the West about who we are as a nation and what we care about as ordinary people. China is too often portrayed in the Western press as a threat, when, in fact, the Chinese worldview is traditionally inward-looking and defensive, rather than imperialistic. It's my goal in these chapters to help demystify China and the Chinese people through the narrative of my life as a son of China, including my youth growing up in the United States, and through the events that I was privileged to witness and participate in during my career. Much about the Chinese character can be gleaned from the sayings with which we season our daily discourse, our favorite clichés for example someone who is in a hurry to pocket a profit as is now happening more often in our burgeoning economy is said to be killing chickens to get eggs when embarking on a great undertaking we remind ourselves that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step Both sayings speak to a central element of a shared subconscious that has evolved over five thousand years of continuous history. We embrace time as seamless and ceaseless. This makes us persistent and patient. One of our most revered ancient parables illustrating this idea was popularized by Mao Zedong a few years before the birth of the People's Republic of China it strikes me as a fitting metaphor for my people my nation and my career as an english translator interpreter for chairman mao and premier joe ambassador to the court of st james's